they say that experience is the best teacher. There's a lot of truth in that statement. It's certainly the way it was for the prodigal son. This boy learned a lot. Learned a lot about himself. Learned a lot about his family. Learned a lot about life in general. Through the experiences he had between the time he left home with his inheritance and the time he returned home without it. He learned, first of all, that no sins are unforgivable. And that was a crucial lesson for him to learn because I don't think that he believed his sins could be forgiven. And that's somewhat understandable because in leaving as he did, he knew that he had decisively cut himself off from his father and from his family. Notice the passage says that this boy took all his belongings. See, he wasn't going out on a little excursion with some of his buddies for a weekend. He was leaving for good. He took all his belongings because he never intended to go back. And that's why his dad said that he was dead. He wasn't physically dead. But he was spiritually dead. He was dead, in a very real sense, to the family, to his family. In theological terms, we would say he had committed a mortal sin. Actually, from the way the story is written and told, it seems that he had committed a number of mortal sins. Remember what a mortal sin is. It's one that cuts us off from God the Father and from the sanctifying grace that comes to us through our spiritual family, the Church. Or as the Catechism of the Catholic Church puts it, mortal sin destroys charity in the heart of man by a grave violation of God's law. It turns man away from God, who is his ultimate end in his beatitude, by preferring an inferior good to him. The prodigal son didn't think he could be forgiven for his many mortal sins. He just hoped that he could be tolerated by his father for what he had done. But he soon learned, praise God, that his father's mercy was greater than all the evils he had committed. Hopefully we learn the very same lesson whenever we go to confession. On that note, when was the last time you went? Thankfully, there is still time to go during this season of Lent. It's important to mention confession in this context, my brothers and sisters, because another thing the prodigal son learned by experience was that reconciliation with his dad was not automatic. It wasn't something that was just going to happen. After breaking his relationship with his father, he realized he needed to do something to repair the damage. Specifically, he needed to go to his dad and verbally acknowledge his guilt, which he did. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Well, that's precisely what we do in confession, is it not? We go to our Heavenly Father, through the priest, and we verbally acknowledge the evil we've done, as well as the good we have failed to do. That's very important. In confession, we should acknowledge our sins of commission, the evil things we've done, and our sins of omission, the good things we have neglected to do, that we should have done, that God wanted us to do. In the experience of going to his dad and verbalizing his guilt, the prodigal son learned yet another lesson. He learned that his father was looking for a reason not to give him what he deserved. 
This boy knew he deserved punishment, severe punishment. He knew that he deserved to be permanently excluded from the family. In fact, he said that to his father. He said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. I no longer deserve to be in this family. And I know that. Thankfully, the father ignored that remark. And he welcomed his wayward son home. By showing sincere repentance and acknowledging his sin, the prodigal son gave his dad a reason, a very good reason, not to give him what he deserved. Which, as we heard a few moments ago, greatly upset his older brother. The kid flipped out. I find it very interesting. The father in this story, who obviously represents God the Father, he looks for a reason not to give his prodigal son what he deserves, whereas it's pretty clear that the older boy wants to see his prodigal brother get exactly what he deserves. And maybe even a little extra. That fact says a lot about the difference between God and all of us. I think most people in similar circumstances would feel like that older son felt. In all honesty, I think I probably would. In addition to all the lessons he learned about repentance, mercy, and forgiveness, the prodigal son also learned a few other things. For example, he learned that sometimes suffering can be a blessing in disguise. Think about it for a moment. If he had not spent all that time with Porky Pig and his friends in that filthy pigsty, he probably never ever would have reestablished his relationship with his dad. In all likelihood, the two would have remained disconnected for the rest of their lives. But the boy's suffering woke him up, and it motivated him to go back to his dad in the spirit of sincere repentance. And that was a great blessing. I encourage you to try to think of that the next time you experience a terrible suffering in your life. You may be going through one right now. That suffering can be the source of some very special graces if you allow that to happen. The prodigal son also learned to be grateful. He learned to be grateful for the many blessings he had enjoyed in his father's house, blessings that he obviously had taken for granted earlier in his life. In fact, that's one of the reasons he left his dad in the first place, in his dad's house. He didn't realize he had it so good. So obviously he also learned the importance of family. He learned that people are more important than things. He learned that he could now change his life and become a holy and merciful person himself. He learned that from the great example of his father. And he also learned about the destructive power of pride and anger. We received that lesson, unfortunately, from the very, the very bad example of his older brother. Of course, it's one thing to learn all this from your past experience. It's another thing to apply it to the present moment for the sake of the future. I pray today that the prodigal son did both. That he learned these lessons by his experience of sin and repentance and then that he allowed those lessons to have a positive impact on him for the rest of his life. If he did that, my brothers and sisters, then he certainly became a saint. And in that he becomes a great example for all of us to try to follow in our own lives.